Hi, I'm Phelan Johnson. And I'm Leah Simone Bowen, and we look at history a bit differently. Have you ever wondered how hundreds of wild horses came to inhabit an island in the Atlantic Ocean? Or what Lord of the Rings and a small town in Manitoba have in common? Or the burning question, did Canada invent the teen drama? The Secret Life of Canada is a podcast about the country you know and the stories you don't. New episodes available now wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Today, my conversation with Jimmy Carter. Not not that Jimmy Carter, not the president, but the Jimmy Carter you're going to hear is also a legend. He's one of the co-founders of the iconic gospel group, the Blind Boys of Alabama. He started out singing in a school for the blind in the 40s and then went on to influence a generation of musicians. So Jimmy's going to be here to talk about the story of the group, why it was time for him to get off the road, and how he really feels when he sings non-gospel music. That's coming up. I'm Tom Power. You're listening to Q. Anytime you have the Blind Boys of Alabama on the show, you got to start with music. Take a listen. affection for that kind of music. I like, like the Dixie Hummingbirds a lot and the Bly Boys of Alabama. I remember I saw them at the Metropolis in Montreal and it was one of the greatest shows I've ever seen in my life. I was like 18 years old. That's a song called You Can't Hurry God from their new record Echoes of the South. Now, if you don't know the Blind Boys of Alabama, let me uh, let me catch you up here. They're considered one of the most important gospel groups of all time. They've been around for a while now. The original members first met as kids in the late 30s at the Alabama School for Blind Black Kids. They went on to tour the U.S., all during segregation, by the way. And little by little, their singing and their power and their testifying, they started to amass an audience, both religious and non-religious people. They have five Grammys under their belts, a Lifetime Achievement Award. They perform for U.S. presidents at the White House. And as I mentioned, like even if you can't relate spiritually to their message, it's hard not to be moved by their spirit. Because as you're about to hear, the thing that has kept them going for like 70, 80 years now has been hope. Jimmy Carter is the co-founding member of the Blind Boys, uh, as you're going to hear. He's retiring from the band. He actually retired earlier this year. It was a great joy to get a chance to talk to him. Uh, We talked about what it was like at the School for the Blind, what it was like for the Blind Boys of Alabama to tour during segregation, how it felt to end up singing for the first black president of the United States. And uh, this doesn't happen very often. Things started out with Jimmy having a question for me. Jimmy, how are you? Man, how are you? I'm not too bad. Where, where where in the world are you? I'm at home now in Birmingham, Alabama. How's everything in Birmingham today? Hot, hot, hot. <laughs> let me let me let me ask y'all a question uh-huh. here now. You know, I, I love Toronto. And there's a restaurant now called the Keg. Is it still there? Yeah, the Keg is still here. Yeah, there's a there's a keg, there's like the Keg Mansion. It's a big huge keg in the middle of Toronto. <laughs> Okay. Pretty good, hey? Good steak. Oh, yeah, good, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I mean, you, you and I have that in common. I like the, I like the cake a lot. Uh, congrats, <laughs> congrats on the record. Did you ever think when you guys started out that you'd be doing this all these years later? No, when we started out, we, we, we didn't think about nothing like this. 
All we wanted to do is get out and sing and tell them, tell the world about Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Was that was that at the it was the Alabama Institute for the Deaf and Blind, right? That's right. We started out at 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 that Alabama School for the Deaf and Blind. This this school was funded by the state of Alabama. And every blind child that got an education had to come to that school. So that that's how we met up. What do you what do you what are your first memories of going to that school? My first memory is when she, when my mother drove off and left me up there by myself at the age of seven. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that that's not easy, Jimmy. Man, that was I thought the world had come to an end. But as as life went on, you know, she she did me she did me a good service, you know. As life went on, I I, I learned to appreciate what she did. How do you mean? Well, it, it taught me it taught me you know it taught me how to live. You know, it was a boarding school. You couldn't you 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 didn't get to come home until on holidays. You know so. It was it was there that she began singing in the choir, right? Well, we had a we had a male chorus in the choir, yeah. And then we uh, started to sing together, and that was that was another quartet at that time on the road already called the Golden Gate Quartet. I love I love the Golden Gate Quartet. I do too. And so we said if they could do it, we could too. So that, 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 that's how we started out. Did you know you could sing before you joined that group? Well, I was saying around the house. I was five, around six, five and six years old. Yeah, I was born. I think I was born to sing. Did you know you were good at it? No, I didn't. <laughs> I still ain't good at it. But <laughs> <laughs> what 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 kind of songs were you singing back then when you were six or seven? They were gospel songs. They were they were gospel songs. We were, we wasn't we we wasn't allowed to sing no blues back then. So when you join when the Blind Boys of Alabama start and you guys are are singing songs, like what did what did that give you? It gave us to to know how <clears throat> how much we really love. To sing gospel music. Now that, that that's what it gave us. It gave us to know that God had called us to do this work, and we have been doing it ever since. And I'm I'm not I'm retired now, but the blind boys are going on, and uh, they're not going to deviate from what we were taught. We were taught to sing gospel. That's all we ever did, and that's all we want to ever do. I read this quote from you one time that said, when the group started out, we were trying to touch people's lives and let people know there was hope. That's what our, our stuff is all about. When, 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 when Katrina came through. The Mississippi coastline takes the brunt of Katrina's initial blast. Tens of thousands of homes and businesses underwater. We said to the people that we were not, we couldn't, we didn't know how to use a nail or a hammer. 
but we knew we knew how to sing, and we, we came to bring you hope. Because for that life, that hope. So we tried to do that. It was that was that even the goal in the beginning? Like when when you guys first started out, was 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 it about trying to give people hope? Like hope hope in the face of what? We well we we went out to touch lives. We you know at, at that era, you know you, you had segregation in the South. We had to, we had to contend with all of that. So ever since ever since we've been out here, our theme has been bringing hope to people that, are, that, that you know, everything, sometimes things might seem hopeless, but if you can get someone, want somebody to sing, sing, stand up and sing to you, it brings you hope. So we hope that we have done that. We have had people to come up and say what we, you know, that we love, we, <laughs> we touched their lives. And so, if we could just get one or two to say that, it w- it's worth everything that we've been through. Oh, that's beautiful, man. You said uh, when you first started going out on the road, I mean, you, you're, you're right. I mean, that was during the era of segregation, the racist, you know, Jim, Jim Crow laws. As much as you want to, like, can you tell me more about that? Like what, what, like, what did you guys have to go through going on the road? I'm in Birmingham, Alabama now. This is where I was born and raised here. Yeah. So I remember when we had a police commissioner by the name of Eugene O'Connor. Everybody called him everybody called him uh Bull O'Connor. Bull O'Connor, yeah. Was, yeah. I found that out in Birmingham. You've got to keep the white and the black separate. Just like you got to keep them in schools. So he was sick the dogs on everybody else. He was he was he was tough. But we, 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 we were determined that no matter what, we were not going to turn back. You know, I have to say this though, we, we were really we, we, we were never really harassed by by nobody. We knew our place in the first place. We didn't try to be a hero, not not in that regard. We tried to be a hero to touch people's lives and give them courage to go ahead on, to go on, no matter what. I mean, it must have been amazing to go through that, Jimmy, and end up playing for Barack Obama, didn't you? We went to the White House and, and, and sung for him, yeah. Everybody put your hands together. How was singing for Obama? Well, you know, it had to be a little special because we never did even have an idea that we'd ever have a black man in the White House. <laughs> but we did, so it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure singing for him. We have sung to two, three presidents: President Bush. President Clinton and President Obama. So hold on, your name is Jimmy Carter, but you never sang for President Jimmy Carter. Yes, we not. No, I met him, but no, we never sang. We never sang. We never sang for him. In a way, we did though, because we met him. You know, he was doing having, uh, you know, having to build to build a little houses and stuff for people. Habitat for Humanity. Yeah, right. 
Did you did you tell did you tell him what your name was? I did, <laughs> and we laughed about it. <laughs> you did. I hope you said I'm the real Jimmy Carter. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Willa Paskin, the host of Decoder Ring, Slate's podcast about cracking cultural mysteries. On Decoder Ring, we dive down rabbit holes and obsessively explore questions hiding in plain sight. Like, why has slow dancing gone out of style? And when did we all become obsessed with hydration? And where did the word mullet, you know, to describe a hairstyle, come from? That's Decoder Ring, named one of the best podcasts of 2023 by The New York Times. Listen to new episodes every two weeks and make sure to follow us so you never miss one. Uh, let me let me play a, a song from uh, kind of an important song to you guys. Take a listen to this. Who is this man? What is his name? Where does he come from? I am the accursed. I am Oedipus. That's a clip from the musical Gospel at Colonus. Uh, Jimmy, yeah, yeah. Um, that's, we heard Morgan Freeman at the end there as well. The Blind Boys on stage performing in that musical as well. It opened in 1983. It went to Broadway in 88. I've heard you say that the musical was the turning point from the group. What did that, what did that musical do for you guys? It, it it exposed us to the to the mainstream of people. See, we uh, you know that that was a long time before we were allowed to sing white folk. Y'all didn't want to hear us. <laughs> <laughs> but see, <laughs> the reason I think it was it was a turning point because yeah, it it it, it uh, elevated us to to have the privilege of meeting the mainstream of people. Yeah, that, that, that's what I think. There was another sort of big landmark for the group in 2001 when you got your Grammy for Spirit of the Century. And that album uh, had a song that became the uh, theme to the first season of the TV show, The Wire. I just want to play it for people so they'll remember what it is. If you walk through the garden, you better watch your back. Well, I beg your pardon, walk the street in there. Jimmy Carter from the Blind Boys of Alabama is is my guest. Jimmy, what did that song and having that song in that TV show do to you? Well, you know, I have to say this: I didn't know I didn't know nothing about it until somebody told me. You know, <laughs> but it does sound really good, though. Yeah, you sound. I mean, you sound great to me. <laughs> Did that? Did did you get more fans from that? Did more people start coming to your shows because of that song? I I think so, I think so. And they, see, and I, another thing, what got us going too, when we started collaborating with different artists, and we we were trying to get the young people involved in the blind ball of Alabama. Yeah. So we decided to, you know, we we collaborated with secular people, 
Yeah. Although, now let me let me say this: they, they were secular, but they came out of the church. We, we 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 you know they had to be they had to know something about gospel. And, and if not that, you know, we, we couldn't use them. You know. Yeah, I got I got into you guys through Ben Harper, the the record you made with Ben that, Harper. That, that's what started it. That's exactly what started it. Ben Harper. We met him. We met Ben Harbor in Istanbul, Turkey. Wow! And uh, we got back to the states, and he wanted to do two songs with us in the studio. So we went in the studio to do two songs. When we came out, we had done a whole album. <laughs> wow! I loved that album. That was the one that got me into you guys. Yeah. Yeah. What do you have to think about when you're doing non-gospel songs, when you're doing secular songs? Well, you know, I, I when we do secular songs, I don't we 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 still try to be we we are a gospel group. Yeah. We sing gospel music. So that 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 that, that that's that's all I know about, you know. When you, you you might sing you might sing the secular music, but Divine Ball is a gospel singing group, and so if you if you hear something that don't have gospel in it, you know Jimmy Carter has something to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out how you were going to end that sentence. I was like, when we do secular music, I was like, what's he going to say? And, and, and oh, yeah. You you got something to say when there's when there's a, a, a non gospel song going to be sung? Yeah. So what you, what 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 have, what have you been playing? This new record is beautiful. I mean, the 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 new Blind Boys of Alabama record echoes uh, echoes of the South. I'm gonna work until my days are I saw the I saw the new record be described as a homecoming. What does that mean in, in for you guys? A homecoming? Yeah. Well, now you tell me something I don't know. But I, didn't, I didn't I didn't I didn't even know that one. You know, I don't I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw it on the website. It said that this album is a homecoming. So I said, I wonder, I wonder what that means. I, I do too. I got to find out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna sing to the setting of the sun. No so you're you're retired now, are you? I'm retired. Do you miss being retired? February tenth. So you retired this year. What what uh, what made you do that? What made you get off the road after all these years? Well, I got tired, man. I got tired. I'm 91 years old, man. Yeah. It's it's how I made it to 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 to, to reap something now. <laughs> yeah. Time to you sowed enough. It's time to reap, right? Yeah, it's time to reap now. 
What I mean, what what an amazing life you've had, man. You know, like to be. To well, be, you know, you know? I, I I thank I thank God for that. You know, God's been good to me. And uh, you know, I, I I don't know how much time I got left, but I want to take take advantage of it. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, as you get older, you don't know how much time you have left, right? But you can. Right. Have, yeah. yeah, yeah. Listen, before I let you go, like. Do you got any piece of advice for young musicians, even especially young gospel musicians who are listening to this right now? The only thing I can tell them is, is what I is what brought me. Like, if you have to first the, the first thing that you have to understand and realize, you have to be dedicated. If, if that's what you really want, then you got to be dedicated in any gospel. Musician that's trying to make it, be dedicated and be persistent. You know, don't be discouraged. Yeah. Stay, stay dedicated. Jimmy Carter, lovely to meet you, man. Thanks so much for making the time. Same, same here, my friend. Same here. I enjoy talking to you. I enjoy talking to you as well. If you ever make it back to Toronto, come in and say hello. Um, yeah, if, if, if you take me to the keg, I will. <laughs> <laughs> You got it. You got yourself a deal. <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy. Take care of yourself. God bless you. Thank you, my friend. Heaven if the child never had a home. Heaven help the girl who walked the street alone. Heaven help the roses if the bomb began to fall. Heaven help Heaven help the black man if he struggles one more day. Heaven help the white man if he turns and walks away. Heaven help the man who kicks the man who's trying to crawl. Heaven help us all. From their new album, Echoes of the South, that's the Blind Boys of Alabama doing an old Stevie Wonder song called Heaven Help Us All. Before that, my conversation with Jimmy Carter, co-founder of the legendary gospel group and lover of the steak restaurant, The Keg, the Blind Boys of Alabama. They've been singing since the late 1930s. Uh, Their latest album, Echoes of the South, is out now. They're touring the U.S. uh, from this month onwards. Without Jimmy Carter, though, as he said in our conversation, he retired earlier this year. We wish him all the best, uh, a long and, and happy retirement, and maybe a few keg gift cards along the way. All right, that's it for the show today. Thanks so much for streaming or downloading. A a reminder, if you're not already subscribed to our podcast, that's kind of the best way to hear the show these days. It comes out every single morning around 5 o'clock in the morning. Uh, You'll wake up to our conversation. I've had some really nice notes from people who've made us a, a part of their commute. Thanks a lot for doing that. That's very cool. It's a very stressful time of day, so I'm happy we can be with you during that. Uh, if you want to drop me a line, drop me a line. Let me know how you listen to the show. The best way to reach the show is qfcbc.ca. 
uh, or uh, you can drop me a line on Instagram. I'm at uh, Tom Joe Power on Instagram. By the way, I never make it to the end of podcasts, so if you are listening to this at all, well done. The other conversation we put up today is my conversation with the filmmaker Richard Linklater. You might know him for Days of Confused or Slacker or School of Rock. He's here to talk about his uh, semi-autobiographical animated film, Apollo 10 and a half. You can find that in this podcast feed. See you soon. Later on. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.